want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. really doesn't matter how we intro it there's the music there's the intro and now the way we start the show with a little what's up guys james gutman here on high pod i'm dad welcome back thank you for finding me on your favorite streaming service wherever it is i'm there if you're not on a streaming service i'm on highpodomdad.com so please bookmark like subscribe all that good stuff and i appreciate it it is Friday. It is the midst of July. It is the end of my birthday week. It is another fantastic week. Things have been going really well. And I'm very excited to get a chance to come on here, talk to you guys about some of the stuff I've written over at highblogomdad.com, which has been doing unbelievable. We've been doing such great work uh, these last few months. You guys have been checking it out. I've been really happy with the content. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from you guys out there. And whenever I do, whenever I, I do hear from people, I, I listen to some of the comments that are on there. And sometimes it gives me an idea of some of the things I can write about. And these past few weeks, I feel like I've been hitting uh, a lot of the high points, things that affect me as the father of a nonverbal son with autism. Uh, as you know, too, I also have this balance. I have a daughter. She's a teenager. She's neurotypical. So sometimes some of the observations that you make when you have a child like Lucas are based not just on him, but on just other kids around his age. And that was actually what I wrote about on Wednesday. And I wanted to talk about this one because that was one of the ones that oh, sometimes you write or share, I should say, because you know, not everybody writes, but like sometimes you share an opinion with somebody or with people. And some of them, you know, you're like, oh, this is going to hit. They're going to like this. They're going to agree with it. Or maybe they've seen it or whatever. The one I wrote on Wednesday was a rough one. I wrote, it was called A Dad's Confession, Other Children's Progress highlighted my son's delays. And there's a reason I wanted to write about this. Whenever I talk about starting this podcast and starting the blog, it was because I couldn't find other blogs that truly spoke to me uh, as the father of a, of a child who was just diagnosed with autism. I found that they were either very doom and gloom and you know tear-jerking for the sake of being tear-jerking, or they were so overly positive with people who I never doubted it for a minute, you know, and they were just, they were so on board with their child's autism that I felt bad. I felt guilty because I wasn't as on board as they were. I know now he's 12 years old, my son, and now I know that that comes with time. It comes with knowing who your kid is. And I've always tried to explain that weird kind of situation where nonverbal, autism diagnoses, all these things that you go through when your child is first kind of coming to grips with these things, whether or not they're on the spectrum, what are causing these delays, and all these unanswered questions, they all occur when your kid is tiny, a baby. Babies don't really have personalities. I know we think they do, always smiling, but it's not. there's not a lot there. You don't know who this kid is. It's just a little baby. They're all kind of the same. So when you have a baby that's showing delays and, and they get a little older and now they're toddling and they're still showing delays, that's all they really are. When they're around one, two years old, it's all about what they can and can't do. Can they walk? Can they talk? Is he saying words? Does he hold a, a pencil? Whatever they're asking you, 
it feels like the milestones are everything, right? And as my son grew, and as he became his own person, I learned that it was about personality. That's where autism appreciation comes from, you know, over here on this this blog. That's my big thing. I love talking about that. Autism in my son's world has made him into the type of person that everyone really should be, you know? And I don't even mean that, you know, sometimes you say those things and it sounds, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. I don't say exaggerating, but I think people think about it and they go, oh, yeah, he doesn't really mean it. I, I kind of do. Look, don't get me wrong. People should speak. And I know that my son struggles and some of the things he has a hard time understanding, some of the life skills that we're working on with him, things like that, very difficult. And I don't mean to minimize the importance of those things because it's incredibly important. My son is going to need care more likely than not for the rest of his life. There's going to be a lot of things we have to take care of and a lot of things we have to work with. And I would be fake to come on here and tell you guys that that is not difficult and that is not something that weighs on my mind and that is not something that I worry about. But it is not all he is. My son is a person. And I think the best way to understand this is to meet other children and other people who are like him. This is why I try to explain to people too. Like he's him and he has autism. Somebody else might have autism. And even if they're both almost identical, similar to, to their development, right? Another, another kid who maybe is nonverbal, another kid who struggles with the same life skills. But personality has nothing to do with life skills. Personality has nothing to do with language. Personality is personality. And my son is ridiculously loving. You know, and I've written about that recently too, the fact that I showed him love all the time. When Lucas was small, I worried sometimes that he didn't even know we were in the room. I've told the story about we had a speech teacher come when he was very young and we had walked into the house. I had walked into, into my home and he's in the living room. And she goes, he didn't even look up when you walked in. Oh my God, does he do that? It's like, he doesn't even know you're there. It's like, he doesn't even know you're there. And I remember thinking to myself like, lady, for real? Like, why would you point that out? But that was the truth. He would act like you weren't even in the room. He wouldn't look over. He wouldn't acknowledge. And a little voice in my head kept telling me, this is it. Your kid is never going to interact with you. He's never going to know who you are and know your place in his life. And that killed me. And it was difficult. And I was saying those things to myself because again, at the age of one or two, your kid isn't really showing personality traits just yet. Maybe they're, they're a little fun loving. Oh, he's an easy baby. But there's no sense of like, oh, you know, he likes baseball and knock-knock jokes. You don't know because they're, you know, one and a half. So I worried about that constantly. But I never stopped being loving to my son. I would tickle him. I would laugh with him. I would try to make him look at me just like I used to do with his sister. And as he got older, as he started to, you know, grow into who he was, I started to see those reactions. I started to see how happy he was. I started to see his laughter. I started to see how he was acting. And I felt better and better. But those early times were difficult. And as he grew up and as his personality came out and as my perception of who he was changed, I had a desire, like anybody else would do, to erase those, those months and years where I was worried about him. I never wanted to think about that again because to me it was so opposite of who I was. But it's important to talk about. It's important to talk about because other people are going through it. It's important to talk about because it would be almost impossible for someone to go through what I went through with my son in the early days and not question it, not worry, not ask all these things. How did I play a role in this? I used to make the joke that it was silly 
to think otherwise, where somebody goes, oh, oh my, my kid has autism? Oh, that's cool. You guys want to get Chinese food? Like, no one does that. You agonize. And I agonized over it. I agonized over it because I didn't know what autism was. I think nowadays, if, if I had, let's say, another child who was being diagnosed with autism, having gone through what I went through with Lucas, I still would be concerned. I still would want to figure out what I can do to help or whatever. I don't, but it wouldn't be the way it was when that first happened. And the reason why it was such a big deal with my son was because I wasn't exposed to autism. I didn't know how it would affect me, how it would affect my family, how it would affect his, you know, his sister, having him as a sibling. I didn't know how any of these things would be affected. And no one tells you because no one knows. You could ask doctors, how is this autism? What does that mean? What does that look like? I would drive doctors crazy. Be like, he hugs me. How does he have autism? Well, some people with autism, well, he looks at me. We make eye contact. Eh, some people with autism make eye No matter what the thing was that I pointed out, it was always, eh, some people with autism. Couldn't fathom it, couldn't understand it. But that's why it's important to write about because there's shame in those moments. And I wrote on Wednesday about seeing other people's children around his age. And that, that kick to the stomach you would get. And the guilt and the shame that you feel with that, I would feel guilt over, not being, it wasn't resentful, but I would feel guilt over the fact that here is my friend's child, same age as Lucas, doing things that Lucas would be doing if he didn't have autism at this age or wasn't nonverbal. If he was caught up to the quote unquote milestones, it would be on display for me. Hey, your kid is not only delayed, but look what he should be doing, you know? And I would feel bad. I would feel bad for feeling that way about the other person's kid. I would feel bad about feeling that way about my own kid. Like, what kind of father am I? I'm comparing my kid to this kid. But as I wrote in the blog, it's not a race. Um, it's not a sprint race. You know, it's a marathon. You have your whole life ahead of you. And as time goes on and life changes and suddenly my baby is is a little boy, becomes a big boy, like they, they grow and they become something else. And I think we all know that as you grow up, you're not judged on on when you started talking. You're not judged on milestones. Most people judge you on personality. And people love my kid, man. And I mean that. I'm not just saying that we're like, you know, you're like, oh, he's a cutie. No, like he, like Lucas is very, he's a very loving, sweet guy. He can be difficult at different times, but he's kind of, he's gentle and he's, he's just so pleasant to be around. And that makes me so happy because to be honest with you, I don't know if he could do any of these other things, man. Like, I don't know if he, if one day he'll talk. I don't know if there's certain life skills that he's not doing now that he will be able to do one day. I don't know if any of those things are possible, but I know that he has a hold over his own personality. And I think his personality is fantastic. And as a father, I'm proud of him and I love him. But the shame and the guilt that I had early on, not shame of him, by the way, I want to point that out too, because I think some people are going to misconstrue it or think I was never ashamed of my son. The shame that I felt was for me. It was for me worrying about him, thinking to myself, if I'm worried about him and then he ends up not doing the things that I want him to do, am I going to be disappointed? Honestly, no, I ended up not being disappointed. I learned that as well. My goal is for my son to be the best version of himself that he can be. I want him to try the hardest he can and I want him to be the best that he can. How will I know where that line is? I just know I'm his father. I've told stories about the new bus major he had when he was little who I came outside and I saw her literally pulling him up the steps like the Heimlich maneuver as if he was boneless and couldn't move. And I stopped. I go, stop. What are you doing? I go, look, get on the bus. And he looks at me and just marched on the bus. So as a dad, you know, when, they, when they're using it, when they can't do things. But I'll tell you this, man. I, I am so proud of who he's become. I'm so proud of the person he is. And the fact that he doesn't 
speak and doesn't have words, and yet I can tell you today how proud I am of him, shows you that the person that I was back then and the worries that I had back then, they all weren't as as uh, real as I thought back then. Because I really feel like if I could go back in time and tell myself he wouldn't be speaking at the age of 12 and I would be proud and happy, I would never understand why. But I do. And I get it. And I know there's other people out there who don't, people who are maybe going through that with their own kids. And that's why it's so important to be honest and to show people that, yeah, it's not all about what your kid can do. It's about who your kid is. And my kid's the best. So hopefully your kid is the best too. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. If you are struggling with these things, if you do need support, you do need resources, you maybe just want to read a story, highblogomdad.com. I've been doing this twice a week since 2017. There's tons of stuff on there. So please check it out. Thank you. Your feedback means a lot to me. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can find me everywhere at hi James Gutman, H-I James Gutman. Uh, drop me a line. There's a contact form on the main page. Thank you once again for taking the time. I will see you here. I'll see you on highblogomdad.com. And until next time, James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, Pod. I'm done.